So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today joining me, a linebacker for the URI Rams, Redshirt Jr., Jarrett Martin. Jarrett, thanks so much for taking the time and joining me, man. Of course, man. Thank you for uh, allowing me to come on this podcast and talk. Yeah, no problem, man. I just asked you too a little while ago, but have you never been on uh, a podcast before? I've been on one of my buddies, but it was sort of a little trial and error type of uh, situation, try it out and stuff. But so no one's ever, podcast. yeah, no one's ever sat down and interviewed you. Yeah, no, no, this is my first podcast officially. Right. Hope I can make a good first impression. I've had a couple cool guests on so far, but this uh, one of my first football players I've had on. I had Marcus on as well. I uh, definitely want to talk to some more of you guys before the season's over, but. Um, you know, to kick it off, uh, you're from Franklin, Mass. Were you were you ever around the Rhode Island area growing up because you were so close to the state? Oh, for sure, yeah. But uh, with football, no, it was never never football related to be in Rhode Island or near that area. I was always in the uh, Boston area for that, and uh, the my I played in the Catholic Conference, so that was up in the uh, South Shore and Boston area, so. Never had to, never had to come down to Rhode Island or anything like that, other than for basketball, but no football. Right, and Franklin, like, what were the sports growing up for you? Like, what were you involved in? And like, uh, how did you like truly stick with football after you know if you played more than one sport? So football growing up was, uh, I was the talk of the town. I was one of the better athletes of football, and uh, so that was one of my main uh, main sports growing up. It was football. I played basketball, of course, and then uh, I played lacrosse as well. So, I've. Uh, three sport athletes. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, similar to that, like um, the passion for football, you know, where does that come from? How did you fall in love with the game and stick with that, you know, throughout the years? Uh, I'd probably say I've I had a lot, a lot of good uh, influences, uh, like cousins and, uh, and uncles who've uh, been former NFL player, Patriots players. Um, I've had my cousin, they're not cousins. It's, it's very close family friends. We call them cousins though. They both uh, went to my high school and I followed them to that high school as well. And uh, they ended up playing at Ohio State and uh, UNC. So I looked up to them as role models and uh, sort of followed in their footsteps to Catholic Memorial up in Boston. And then, uh, you know, they're they're the influence that really just kept me going with this whole football thing. Looking at them, saw that they made it out, you know, playing D1 sports. So uh, it was really them, Cameron Williams and Brennan Williams. So them too yeah I, I was actually just going to ask you what role models you know helped you throughout your career but you know you kind of just answered that but along those same lines it's yeah, like yeah. um boy maybe like coaches uh you know family members i will i know your cousins have played football but any anybody else that helped you throughout that journey like you know that you still talk to this day like even coaches too coaches are a huge part of your playing career but anybody yeah, i got uh, i got one guy uh he's uh he's sort of like a mentor to me he's uh 
my dad mentors him actually, and he mentors me, but uh, he played, he played in the ACC at Wake Forest uh, probably about six, seven years ago. So uh, him being around my, uh, my dad a lot, obviously makes him be around me a lot. So having him around the house a lot and then uh, working me out, training me was uh, definitely something that was uh, beneficial for me. Uh, my junior, senior year of high school, going into college, uh, had him around, you know, giving me the the tools necessary and then what, what to expect coming uh, from high school into the next level playing at the college level. You know, he's playing at the ACC, so that's a, it's the highest of the high level of football you could play. So having him in my corner definitely was, uh, was definitely big for sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and starting off your career, you know, going back to your early days, um, what was the high school scene like for you? What passions uh, or positions did you find yourself uh, gravitating towards? You know, I know right now you're playing linebacker, but you were a wide receiver in high school as well. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. Now, it's actually crazy. My journey, my journey's definitely been a, a wild one. Uh, so I played football my whole life up until uh, my freshman year of high school. I, I sort of started to fall out, fall out of love with football and, uh, and, and lean towards, lean more towards uh, basketball because my family was a big basketball family, you know, everything I did, I, I, it was around basketball, everything I breathe, sleep, eat, everything was around basketball growing up in my house. Um, so freshman year, I stopped playing. So I, I took freshman year off 10th grade. I stopped, I didn't play either. And then it was a uh, 10th grade. It was like the summer going into my junior year. My coach, one of my coaches that uh, I played against in pop Warner, Jamal Griffin, coach Griffin, he came up to me, he's like, hey, bro, like, I just wanted to kick it with you and talk and talk to you about um, joining the football team here at uh, Catholic Memorial. Like, he was a coach there, and uh, he was also um, one of the coaches that, like, um, we played against growing up in Pop Warner. So that's really what I was destined to do, destined to play football. So we had a talk. Um, it was right after a basketball practice. He came up to me, he's like, listen, we just lost our safety, like, we know you're a good athlete. We want you to come out and try playing football again. Da, da, da. He's like, he's like, listen, I talked to, I talked to some of the um, people in the academics that like, you know, we just talk about you and everything like that. And everybody thinks that, you know, you going back to football would be in your best interest. You know, there's only five people that got a scholarship on the basketball, the basketball court. There's 11 people on the field and on the, in the football team. And, and, and he was just saying how, you know, there's more opportunity at football and less opportunity at basketball. Let's try football out just in case basketball doesn't work out. So I went home that night, you know, talked to my parents about it, thought it through. And probably the next couple of weeks, they were just pressuring me more and more like, hey, listen, come try out. You got the starting spot at safety. We know how you are. Like, you're a good athlete. Like, so I ended up, ended up joining the team that year. They convinced me to join that team. And um, long story short, I ended up having a great junior year. Uh, got the college interest that uh, I never got in basketball. I got for football, so it was uh, it was definitely an eye opener. It was like, oh, dang, maybe I am good at this football thing. Maybe I should, you know, take my talents to football because I guess I am better at football. Or there's more opportunities for me at football. So, junior year, going to senior year that summer, I uh, I waited. I played AAU, so I waited until after the circuit was over to see if I got any more basketball offers because that was really what I was waiting for. And uh, I didn't end up liking the offers I got for basketball. And uh, I, I got a couple D2 teams that asked me to play both sports. And I, that that interested me a lot. But I uh, ended up talking it over with my family and 
ended up going to commit to play at Bryant. So I uh, ended up committing to Bryant and uh, playing football there. So, yeah, that was uh, that's how uh, a little bit of uh, my story started. And, and I'm now I'm at Rhode Island playing football. And I'm just happy that that coach, that uh, Coach Griffin ended up reaching out to me my junior year, sophomore year of high school. So. Yeah, so he definitely helped you a lot, you know, throughout your whole career. And, you know, definitely a roller coaster of emotions, too, I'm sure, bouncing back and forth between both sports. I mean, I can only imagine. But um, before we get into, like, starting at Bryant, um, you know, just talk about your game as a whole. Like, how would you describe it? And what do you feel your strengths and weaknesses are on the field? Strengths, I'd say definitely uh, my speed. My speed is definitely um, one of my strengths. Um, my pass rush, uh, getting up the field, just getting up the field and getting to the quarterback is uh, something they try to get me to do a lot. Um, I'm good at covering a lot. Um, they've tried to work me into the um, three coverage more and uh, dropping me. And um, so I think I think my 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 uh, ball awareness is definitely uh, one of my strengths of the game. That's why they're trying to get me out of coverage more. But um, I think weakness um, on the weaker side. I think. Getting off blocks is something I, I'm trying to work on a lot and, uh, and just um, finishing the play, you know, once I get, you know, caught up in a, a big 300-pound tackle, once he gets his arms on me, you know, uh, coaches have been stressing to me a lot. I just got to get off, you know, work and move and uh, be more physical than they are. So the past couple of weeks, that's uh, definitely uh, something I've been trying to really focus on more every day. Uh, in practice and in games, you know, when I get the opportunity, just really be physical and, and, and arm over and getting off that uh, that that blocker for sure. So, right. And to start off again, your college career, at, like you said, at Bryant, um, you know, coming into the college scene, did you ever like experiment um, uh, experiment with like different positions? Like we said, like you played wide receiver in high school. Like, did you know like you wanted to play defense when you came into Bryant, or how did that uh, process work? No, so uh, honestly, I, I wanted to play offense uh, when uh, I committed to Bryant. Uh, Bryant wanted me to play defense, and uh, I the whole year, so my senior year, I played offense every single every single game because I broke my shoulder. So the coaches tried to keep me away from tackling and everything like that. So after I uh, had my senior season, I was like, oh, maybe maybe these coaches don't want me at defense. Like I just balled out on offense. Maybe I'll be a wide receiver once I get to school. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that ended up not working out. They saw me uh, being a, a long six six three safety in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's where the game has just really changed length and, and getting bigger bodies on the defensive side. So they saw me at defense. And uh, and ever since then, I've been just on the defensive side. But uh, when I was at Bryan, I was actually playing safety. And uh, when I came to URI, uh, I, I came into safety with uh, the defense coordinator, Coach Rexis. But, um, when Coach Cooper came, he was like, no, like, you're not a safety. You're going to be an outside linebacker. You're going to be rushing and dropping. Like, you're an athlete. We got to use you in uh, different levels of the field, not just not just at safety. So, you know, ever since I changed to that, it was it's definitely been a, it's been a wild ride because it's something I've never been uh, used to, you know, rushing the pat, uh, quarterback and, and getting up in the trenches with those big guys. I'm usually out scouting the quarterback, trying to get an interception or something like that. So, uh it's definitely been a, a a wild change for me in my game and everything like that. But I love it. I love playing uh, Sam Backer, outside linebacker. It's been a fun experience these past couple of seasons. So, right. And you made your debut versus Wagner at Bryant, and you know that was really like the only time you really spent there with the Bulldogs. Spent about a year there. 
you know, just describe your experience with Bryant and uh, how come it only lasted a year? Like, why did you decide to leave and come to URI? There was some uh, situations that were going on at Bryant where it was a little racial uh, racial incident where uh, the football team got into it with the hockey players. So I ended up getting involved in that um, and ended up having to transfer out because the the school just went about it in the wrong way. And I didn't agree with their their decisions they made. Plus the coaches changed. So our, uh, the whole staff got wiped clean. So after the, the staff left, everybody was like, are we hitting the portal or not? So it was, it was a, it was a tough uh, second semester at Bryant. Um, but I ended up making the change over to Rhode Island and, and the change from there was, it was a huge change. You're talking about, you go from a, a team of, I went from Bryant where you don't even, you, 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 you couldn't, relate to and I couldn't relate to really anybody in that locker room you know everybody was so like in their own world no one was really together and then you come to Rhode Island and it's like oh that's my brother that's my brother like everybody is just so tight and uh the family the family we have over at the URI, uh, URI is uh definitely definitely it's the when we get a new player it definitely welcomes with warm hands and uh and we definitely you know are a community where in a family where you want to be around them every day you know there's no uh secluding anybody from any group or anything any event you know everybody's so together uh, i think that's why we're so successful our team chemistry and 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 how how close we are that's that's really what makes us so successful and on the field because uh we got each other off the field we're definitely going to get each other's back on the field for sure and and that trust goes a long way for sure but um, the change was it was a huge change for sure from Brian to URI, um, and, and and it had a lot to do with that locker room for sure. So, yeah, I just talked with Ed Lee too for um, a weekly like recap that we do for, like for the sports media program and everything, and he said the same thing. Like chemistry goes a long way with the success that you guys have had, and it shows. You know what I mean? It shows on and off the field, like how you guys have been able to gel and put together games. And um, you know, again, going back to like playing against Bryant, you guys played them this year, uh, last year as well. You know, every time you guys play them now, does it feel good to make like a good play or like a good tackle or something like that on the defense? It's nuts, bro. It's nuts. <laughs> I mean, every time we play them, uh, everybody knows I'm, I come from Bryant. So everybody's like, Hey bro, just relax. Like this is your game. Just, just don't, don't, don't have a lot of emotions. Just play it like any other game you would play. And, and that's exactly what I do. I don't really try to make anything bigger than what it is. It's, it's just another game at the end of the day, but I know, the only thing that makes a difference is I know the other guys on the, in, in the opposite color jerseys. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a competitor. So it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to line up against you and give you my all. But um, it's definitely fun making a play. I got a, a, a sack fumble and, and the recovery this year against Brian at Brian, which was fun for sure. But um, the best feeling was just the, the end of the game, just having that win and um, beating them, them boys for sure. But um it's 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 even more fun a lot of people don't know this my old coaching staff actually from Bryant went to Brown so I get to uh play the players that I used to play with and then the coaches that used to coach me so it's uh I get a little bit of both so it's fun being both Bryant and Brown so um yeah it's 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 definitely fun for sure yeah definitely definitely a cool experience too as a player and you know yeah. being in that uh, environment for a couple of years now but again a year goes by after Bryant you're at URI, you're fully committed, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about how you got on their radar one and what your first encounter with coach Fleming was like. Uh, so back in high school, I had, uh, they had recruited me. Um, and uh, this was my junior season. They had recruited me, but 
I ended up not getting the full, I didn't end up getting the offer to uh, go to URI. Um, I definitely would have checked, uh, picked URI over Brian um, right away, just off the level of competitiveness, uh, level of competitiveness, uh, CAA, NEC. And, um, but they, they really liked me. They told me like from the start, like, yo, listen, like you're one of our like main guys, da, 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 da. So like they kept in contact. And then after I committed to Bryant, you know, I, I still stayed in contact with coach Flanagan, um, who's our uh, running back coach right now. Very good guy. Um, and then once I had gotten into that situation at Bryant, he, you know, coach Flanagan was one of the first guys to call me them, UNH and a couple other schools calling me, but it was coach Flan that really, he, he, he got me to, you know, commit to URI at the end of the day, uh, that relationship that we had in high school, you know, it carried over into my freshman year of college. I, I got into a situation. He, he said, Hey bro, like, we love you like we we love your game we know your parents we know you we know you're a good kid you know we want to offer you to come here and play for us like forget any other school talking to you bro like we we want you here like and I think even that just keeping that relationship and 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 having that connection still was a main reason and main pull of me getting myself to get there and and, and them getting me to go to URI and play for coach Flam. Right. So was your first year um, like the COVID year, like your first year of eligibility or like how did that work? Like when was your like first full year of like playing basically? So I redshirted my first year at Bryant. Then the next year, uh, because I transferred up, I had to sit out. So that I wasn't eligible that whole season. And then the following year, it was COVID. So I didn't get to play that fall. And then we went into the spring and those three games were my first real like college football, like actually getting on the field and playing some real good time college football. But um, yeah, like you said, my uh, college debut against Wagner, I mean, I only got special teams. I got an opportunity to play on special teams. And then uh, spring ball of COVID was really like my first defensive snaps of college football. So it was definitely, uh, it was definitely wild to go from, not playing since what 2017 in high school to getting snaps in what 2020 mm. and it was just wild it's been like two or three years where I haven't stepped on the field really and then uh to finally get my feet wet and and, and play was just unbelievable experience and and, and a moment that I've been waiting for for a while I mean really my whole life you know anybody playing football growing up, any child growing up, playing the sport they love, all they could wish for is playing at the highest level in college. And uh, I got to do that experience and have that experience. And can only thank God, man, because I wouldn't be in the, 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 the shoes I'm in without him. So. Right. And talking about playing like full games, finally getting that, you know, full game experience, playing good minutes, you know, that year after COVID finishes and you, you play 11 games, you started in two of them you know, you continue to get better and better. Like, how did you see yourself progress as a player? Like one off the field, you know, connecting with teammates, but two, like really getting better as a player at the division one level. Uh, really came down to just trusting, trusting our coaching, bro. Like at the end of the day, like I was a player who uh, grew up just, you know, get out there and just play. You know what I'm saying? Never, never learned the ins and outs, never, never really cared about the ins and outs of anything. It was just, I was just athletic, threw me on the field. Coach just said, here's the ball, go score. And that's what I was really used to. And uh, getting to the next level, it was like, dang, bro, like this is a full-time job. Like you got to really study. You really got to want it to really, really play at the next level. Like it's crazy. Like you got to put hours and hours off the field into the, into the game so that you can produce well on the field. So I think 
trusting the coaching and trusting like, you know, older players definitely was a, a huge help for me because I had to look up to those guys and, and, and see what they're doing to, to see what ways I have to encounter situations and, 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 and really uh, figure out my, my path in this, in this level of, uh, in this, in this uh, point of my life as well. But um, definitely trust for sure was a big one. Right. And, you know, now that brings us to, you know, the current day, you know, you guys are five and three now looking for a big win this weekend against me. And you know, like I said, I'll be right on the sideline cheering you guys on taking some film. I'll be there in the press conference room. Like I always am, but you know, again, like we mentioned earlier, like team chemistry, like I talked with Marcus, he said, this is one of his favorite years playing college football, just because of how close you guys are as a team. And like I said, Ed Lee as well, you know, just elaborate a little bit on that and how you guys, how that helps you guys win games. Um, It's like, going to battle man like you wouldn't want to go to battle with someone weak minded or, or or weak physically because you don't know if they'd have your back at the end of the day but see like us we we push each other every day in and out like uh we hold each other accountable accountability is a huge thing you know making sure we're doing our the stuff we have to do handling the stuff we have to do because at the end of the day we all want the same thing we want to see a championship we want to make the playoffs you know we want to make plays at the end of the day, but we can't make those plays without the, the man to the right and left of us. You know, the only way we're going to be successful is if everybody, all the, the other 10 players on that field, other than yourself is doing their job. So, you know, trust and holding each other accountable uh, has been like a huge emphasis on our team and um, just really, really living that, that uh, really living that and, and, and doing it was is something that's really like kept our team, you know, on its on our toes and, and, and being so successful at the end of the day because you know someone's messing up doing the wrong thing you know not even off the field not going to study hall or not handing an assignment like we got players oh, upperclassmen even underclassmen getting on that player like hey bro like we got to be able to trust you that you're going to get that done because if you don't get that assignment and we we go to playoffs you can't play because you're ineligible like that's on you bro like and it and it's huge because you don't want that pressure on yourself. Like, dang, bro, I'm letting my, my brother down. Like he really is counting on me to do this. I got to do it for him, but also my, not just myself, but him just letting, I think the fear of letting our play our, our brothers down is like a huge part of why we're so successful. Cause we don't want to let our brothers down. We don't want to let our teammates down. Like we want to be able to produce for our team so that we can be successful and uh, accountability and trust is just, is something that, comes from like loving each other, man. Like we really love each other on that field, bro. Off and on that field, like we're really close, bro. Like, and, and we just want the best from each other. And, and and that's why we're just so successful. And win or loss, like we got each other's back. There's no negativity in that locker room. Like we're all always, always holding each other up and, and um, we want the best for each other. Cause at the end of the day, we've been, we all been on, on different teams and, and winning teams, losing teams, we all been a, a part of it, but we all know at the end of the day, we, we need each other at the end of the day to win and be successful. So selflessness and, and, and together is something that we preach every day. So. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's not even like someone's like stat chasing and things like that. Like those stats just come natural just because of how close you guys are and how well you guys work as a team, you know, and, and talking a little bit about like stats, but you know, I wasn't, again, like I said, I was in the press conference room that after that game, your first career interception turned into a pick six. Um, yeah. You could see the smiles from you and Kasim Hill. You know, just talk a little bit about that adrenaline rush, like, you know, after the game, after that play and, and stuff like that throughout. 
it was nuts, man. Uh, talk about an adrenaline rush. I got to the sideline. I sat down on the bench and I just puked. <laughs> oh, I, really? Yeah, I was filled with excitement. I was getting popped in the head by everybody. So it was just a mix of emotions. It was uh, it was definitely it was definitely fun. But uh, I think I was really mostly pr- I wasn't even proud. I Obviously, I was proud of the pick six and everything like that. But I was I was mostly proud of uh, proud of myself because of uh, how how happy my teammates were of me you know what I'm saying like coming up to me at the day after the game like hey bro I'm proud of you bro like you, you really you've been working and, and it finally came through for you I'm proud of you bro like getting those compliments bro are, are the biggest or my favorite part of that whole experience because um knowing that my that my brothers trust me and and, and that I could get the job done for them and making them proud is, is something that really kept me going and keeps me going every day so it was, yeah, uh, definitely, it was definitely a fun experience, though, for sure. Yeah, and to add on to that week, you won CAA Defensive Player of the Year for the first time in your career. You know, like, talk a little bit about that and how it felt to be awarded with that um, with that honor. Yeah, man, it was nuts. Uh, CAA Player of the Week, I uh, got out of practice. I think, it was, yeah, it was Monday, I got out of practice. And I look at my phone uh, right before I go to lift because I, 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 uh, I usually don't look at my phone at all, but I was just like, I don't know, it was just something in me. I just looked at my phone before I – changed my clothes and, and and ran the lift but I saw it and everybody just started going crazy because uh they saw it at the same time I saw it and uh, it was hard dropped I was like what the heck like I just got CA player the defense player of the week like what the heck like I never even thought about that like that that's not something that like I go into the season like hey like or each week I'm like hey I need to get this I need to get that like that's the last thing I think of but uh when it when it when I got that text message and uh call it was definitely uh, heartwarming, and uh, it was uh, it was fun, man. It was it was it was a thrilling, uh, fun week for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, I was just trying to move on to the next week get, you know, and focus on the next game, and and uh, that's that's my mentality every week. You know, Saturday's done, Sunday, Monday, we're on to the next week. But uh, that little short few seconds of uh, joy and excitement was fun for sure. Right. And I'm sure your teammates were super proud of you, like you said. And the, the main thing we've been talking about a lot about was the chemistry and how it's helped you guys win despite losing. You know what I mean? Like the effort's always there. But um, again, like this past week, a tough loss to uh, William and Mary. But before that, you know, the game that everyone wants to know about was that seven overtime win against Monmouth. You know, like just describe your, you know, your mindset during that game and what it was like. Because college overtime is c- completely different than the NFL. So, you know, just elaborate a little bit on those rule changes, how it affects the game and how it affects your game, too. Bro, it was it was crazy, you know. I've never been in, in in a game like that ever in my life, and probably never will be ever again because um, games like that just never really happen. But, it's like the uh, longest game in like FCS history yeah, between yeah, like yeah. two schools or something like that. We, we, uh, we made a record, but uh, yeah, it was weird. Uh, after the first overtime and the second overtime, I was like, all right, we got to score, bro. We got to get off this field. Like, we got to win. Like, dang. And uh, after about. After about three or four overtimes, we're we're all just at the edge of our, I guess, seats or at the end edge of the sideline, just just like panicking. Not panicking, but like, what the heck's going on? This game is crazy. It was it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Everything was just happening, and uh, we couldn't score. We get a stop, or we score, they get a stop. It was just back and forth, and it was it was nuts. But it, it was uh, it was the last play. And uh, when Ed Lee caught it right before Ed Lee caught it, I know me, me and Stu were in the, in the back, like behind everybody, just trying to get the best view possible. 
locking arms on our knees, like, bro, we got to score. We got to score. When we score, we just all like rush the field. And it, it was, uh, it was definitely a hell of an experience and uh, something I'll remember for the rest of my life for sure. Definitely. You know, on the other side of things now, I talked to coach about, um, you know, preparation for games, like after losses, like we just mentioned about William and Mary um, on the road, like where do you guys go as far as game planning and fixing like little mistakes that might've, you know, caused a loss. Cause every game that you guys have been in, that you guys have lost has been close except like one of the first weeks um, against like, I think it was Delaware, but every other loss has been like by a point, you know what I mean? So like talk about like preparation as far as like fixing those little tiny mistakes to get those wins in the future. Uh, win or lose, we treat every Monday pretty much the same, you know, we go in and uh, fix the corrections we have to make in practice, you know, with the plays that uh, coach designs up or, or the other team does, uh, had ran the uh, Saturday before we'll go over those corrections on Monday and uh, uh, fix the plays that, you know, we need work on and um, plays that, you know, we know that the next week's team that our opponent, the next opponent we're going to play is going to attack us on. Hey, we struggled with X, Y, and Z. We got to work on X, Y, and Z this week so that these uh, th this next opponent uh, opponent doesn't attack us and if they do attack us we can stop it because we've been correcting it all week on it but um yeah i mean we we just go over the the issues and plays that and um didn't really uh, work well for us the week prior and go over it that monday and and after that monday comes we're, we're on to the next week, uh, opponent and, and focus on that for sure yeah definitely and you know kind of to close everything out that we talked about three more games now in the regular season uh, again, Maine coming up this Saturday, and this episode will be out today, you know, for like the pregame uh, to warm up for tomorrow, um, you know, but what's like your mindset now, like going forward, like what are you looking to accomplish for yourself in these last few weeks? And again, what are you, what are you looking for, like overall as a team to accomplish? Uh, as a team, every week is win, you know, uh, give, give our best effort, practice the hardest we can, can all week. And hopefully on Saturday, um, the end result will be a win. And uh you know, that's the, that's our goal. The rest of the three games we have left went out so that, um, you know, things look good for us at the end of the season. We could uh, play in December, you know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, just went out, man. Um, I don't really care about anything st statistically. Uh, at the end of the day, if, if I did my job and um, my coaches are happy with my performance and my play my teammates are happy with my performance and we win, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, uh, I'm satisfied because at the end of the day, it's it's a win that that's that matters and a win that's going to get me more stats to play in the next game. You know what I'm saying? So stats aren't a thing that our defensive players I know don't have in our mindset. We don't care about that stuff. At the end of the day, we care about winning and doing our job and not messing up for the man next to us. You know what I'm saying? So going into these next few weeks, I just want to win, man. That's it. Went out and do something that Rhode Island hasn't done in many, many years. So Right, that's a good point you bring up. It hasn't been done in a while, and you guys are on the, the right pace, and I wish you the best of luck. Um, Saturday, most recently, I'll be there. I'll be cheering you guys on. If you see me on the sideline, come say what's up. For sure. Um, sure will do. Just wanted to close out. Yeah, like, what would you think of Camp's Corner? Who much you want to see next uh, on the podcast? Uh, who's a funny guy? You know, my guy, my, my guy Briss, Chris Arrington, he's, uh, he's injured right now, but he'd be, a, he'd be definitely a great guy to have on the podcast. Um, but who 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 you like? Off Defense. I'll Anybody, you, man. I've been I've been talking a lot with uh, Ed Lee. He's he's really really cool, man. And uh, yeah, Ed's cool. That's my. I feel guy. Like a cool episode would be like him and Katero, like at the same time, like oh, something yeah, like, along those lines. He's a character. He's a funny guy. Definitely mm -hmm. that one too. 
I'm too, uh, I'm too, yeah, that'd be a good podcast for sure. I'm sure it'd be a funny one too, because them two are clowns. No, I, was fun. I, I liked it for sure. Uh, I, uh, if I did bad, I'm sorry. No, I'm no man, it's perfect. I mean, <laughs> no, standard stuff. I, I mess with it a lot. I uh, definitely, definitely more confident going into more podcasts if, if I ever get asked again. But for sure, I appreciate you uh, having me on your show for sure. It's, it's cool, man. I I even uh, called Marcus before. I'm like, hey, bro, like, what, what do I expect? Like, yeah. How is it? Like, do I have to be nervous? Like, do I have to like plan anything? He's like, nah, bro. Like, Cam's cool. He's a cool guy. He's gonna ask you some questions. He's just gonna chop it up. And I was like, all right, bet. Say that, and that's exactly what happened. And I appreciate you for having me on the show and everything, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Like I said, this will be out a little bit later today. I want to put it out before the game starts, and you know, family at home, your friends, team, everyone can see it, and uh, you know, in preparation for tomorrow. So again, I wish you the best of luck. I'll see you on the sidelines, and we'll definitely talk soon, man. For sure. Appreciate you for having me. I'll see you tomorrow. No problem, man. Thank you.